I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello and welcome to Pediapod for January 2020. This month, eye-tracking glasses during a simulated resuscitation. Medical simulation is a powerful model for paediatric education. This type of experiential training is used to teach various skills, including stressful medical tasks like resuscitation, without putting patients at risk. In order to better understand the behaviour of healthcare providers during these situations, researchers have used eye-tracking technology. These sorts of studies have provided some interesting insights into providers' proficiency and visual attention during procedures. For example, it's been shown that experts usually focus more often than non-experts on the most relevant areas to the task at hand and are faster in attending to task-relevant information in critical situations. Michel Wagner from the Medical University of Vienna, during a fellowship at Yale University, carried out an observational simulation-based study using eye-tracking glasses to explore the gaze behaviour and subjective experience of caregivers during a neonatal resuscitation to assess the usability of this technology for training. Here's Michel. I studied at the Medical University in Vienna, and during my studies I started to work at the Pediatric Simulation Training Center here, and uh, together with other students, we established a um, new form of peer teaching in the field of pediatric simulation. And that's how I got engaged with the topic and later started to work at the department. And I'm doing my fellowship as a neonatologist here at the moment. And my research focus is on pediatric simulation, resuscitation, and also patient safety. We got funding for our randomized uh, trial in the simulation setting about what kind of feedback is most effective for teaching high-quality uh, cardiopulmonary resuscitation. And you're still working in a similar area now, aren't you? We're here to talk about your recent paper in pediatric research looking at eye tracking during a simulation of a neonatal resuscitation. Yes, so at the beginning we were just looking at how we can improve teaching in the field of pediatric resuscitation and uh, later on I got really interested in how we can assess human factors such as situational awareness objectively and I got really interested and started to um, uh, to build a research project on, on the uh, using eye tracking classes and I did a research fellowship at Yale University, and we started our project using eye-tracking glasses in a neonatal simulation-based resuscitation. 
And this is the study that was published in the journal Pediatric Research. This was just a pilot study where we uh, put on eye tracking glasses onto the designated airway person and try to investigate where this person is looking at, what gets the person distracted and the reasons for the distraction and how we can um, teach people to reduce distractions and focus on their tasks. So you're using eye tracking technology. What is that and what makes that a useful teaching tool? So eye tracking glasses, um, basically normal glasses you put on a participant and they have sensors integrated and the sensors are recording pupil movements and pupil sizes. Also, they have a camera in the front of the glasses where, which is recording the, the setting. So what's going on around uh, in high definition so that people who are looking at the video are seeing a first person view. Right. So you can go back and look at the video from the point of view of the person who is wearing the glasses and you can see in real time what they could see and exactly what they were kind of focusing on. Yes. You can have a live view directly at the moment where the person is uh, doing the task. And, but you can also review the, the video later on. You can use it for a debriefing and talk to that participant or also to the, to the whole team and discuss where they were looking at and where, what they focused on and what got them distracted. So it's really nice for live view, but also for debriefing later on. Tell me about what aspects of that video when you watched back that you were measuring and looking out for. So we define different areas of interest. So um, the newborn, also the equipment, the airway equipment, then other healthcare providers, the monitor and um, the umbilical venous catheter. And we analyzed how much amount of time the healthcare providers were looking at those different areas of interest. And we also defined different times of interest. So for example, the starting of back mask ventilation, then the time of interest when another healthcare provider was starting chest compressions. Another time of interest was when another healthcare provider was inserting the umbilical venous catheter and the time of intubation. And in all those different times of interest, we were focusing or analyzing what was the, the area of interest that people were looking at and focusing at during that time. And who were your caregivers in this simulation? Some of them were students and some were um, emergency providers. Right. So the purpose of this study was really to see how useful this eye tracking technology is for improving teaching. Yes. What did you find then when you looked back at the, the videos from your 13 participants? Yeah, so what we noticed is that the situation was not really stressful at the beginning when the people started back mask ventilation, the airway person focused mostly on the thorax of the baby and the airway equipment. So this is what we wanted to see, actually. But later on, when the situation got more stressful and when uh, another healthcare provider was inserting the umbilical venous catheter, we saw or we noticed that the airway person was got distracted. He or she was more focusing on the umbilical line and didn't look on the quality of ventilation, like thorax movement, and even stopped back mask ventilating. So this is what we noticed uh, in the first participant. 
And interestingly, we saw this in all other participants too. Now, I know this was just a pilot study, but that does sound like an interesting finding. What can you do with that? The next study will focus on really measuring how much the quality of ventilation is decreasing during such distractions. And we would also like to use the videos uh, for debriefing later to show it to the team, especially to the airway provider, uh, and show the participants what distracted them and try to put them into another scenario and see if with that knowledge the situation will improve. Why, why was it only the airway providers who were wearing the eye-tracking glasses? It sounds like it would be useful to have everyone wearing them so that um, they could all be assessed for their levels of concentration. Yeah, definitely. So we only had one eye-tracking glass. Therefore, we needed to decide which one of the team is wearing the eye-tracking glasses and we decided to put it on the airway provider. But um, yeah, sure, we could also have put the, the glasses onto the team leader or onto the, the person doing the chest compressions. And if we would have more eye-tracking glasses, uh, the best would have been to put on eye-tracking glasses on every provider uh, in that team. So this could also be one of our next studies. But you need to know that it really takes a lot of time to analyze the videos and to to do the measurements. And especially if you need to uh, put the data of three to four classes together all at once, it's getting even more and more time consuming. Presumably that's a problem that will be solved by some sort of AI bot in the next few years. Yes, that's true. This problem could possibly be solved by artificial intelligence. Do you think that this eye tracking technology um, might make its way into the theatre or in, into the clinic? Or do you think that it's, it's best reserved for improving teaching with simulations? I think it's both. I think it's really nice for simulation and for teaching and for improving teaching. But I also think we can get really interesting data during uh, clinical situations. It's like going back to the bench because you really get pilot data, data that is not existing at the moment, and see how teams work together. What's the situational awareness of healthcare providers? And what we can learn out of that, how we can improve situational awareness to avoid fixation errors, for example. So I think it's really nice for clinics, but I see uh, at the moment that it's also difficult to have it used routinely in a clinical situation because you're recording other healthcare providers, you're recording the patient, Therefore, you have you might have problems with uh, data protection and all that. Yeah, that's a good point. I hadn't thought about that. Um, so finally, what's next for you? Then are you continuing to work on this particular this particular challenge, or are you setting your eyes elsewhere? Yeah. So together with the team uh, with the Yale University, with whom we published that study, we were able to get some funding for a next study with uh, exactly the same scenario using eye tracking glasses again and we will objectively measure the quality of ventilations to correlate it with the fixations and the distractions and we will also do a debriefing later on with the video for the participants and we will do a structured interview to really ask the participants what they think of when seeing that video uh, why things got them distracted and what would be the, the um, problem solving to, to do it better the next time. So this is one of our next projects. That was Michel Wagner from the Medical University of Vienna. And that's all we've got time for this month. 
Please join me again next time for the next edition of PediaPod. I'm Jeff Marsh. Thanks for listening. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.